welcome back to a tales of two bros i am angel i'm adon and this will be our series review of the boys wrong show one second yes i'll have some coffee now thank you my wenches man my wenches they're slow today i don't know what's going on with <laughs> be a little better up here <laughs> I okay, but the the, the mic's covering it. <laughs> there you go. Spoilers: Season three has finished, and we haven't done a season one or season two review. But I think it's best, or it's okay to say that we can cover all three seasons. Okay. Yeah. Have you read the book? Not completely through, but I, I am familiar with the storylines and uh, the the main punch points of the book. I read the books, not all of them, of course, but I got the like the graphic novels. They came out a while ago, but when I read it, I was into the I want to say the antihero, but the the gritty. Well, no, it's like where heroes are not what they seem to be. There's a lot of books out there. Mark Wade, I believe, brought in like Irredeemable. Yep. Uh, that's a, a right. That was like that criminal that turned hero, and where the Irredeemable was hero that became criminal. Yeah. And they had the power. He had the powers of Superman, things of that nature, similar to here with Homelander. And this was written. Who was this written by again? Garth, Garth Ennis. Ennis. <laughs> Garth Ennis. Oh my God. And it's kind of like where. Is a combination overall in a sense like Watchmen, who watches the Watchmen? Yeah. Kind of thing. If uh, Super Friends, Justice League, if they turn bad or they're doing their good deed, but behind closed door, they're completely screwed up group. You're right. You're not wrong. But when I read it initially, I took it as celebrities behind closed doors. You can definitely take it like that. And where everyone has a, a front, but again, behind closed doors, they live a dark or wicked or not the life crazy. Imagine. Correct. From what I remember from reading the comics is that like Butcher and Huey and that crew were lower, more like the, the police of these superheroes, not necessarily they're arresting them, but if they do anything wrong, they're there to they'll take pictures. Place. Yeah, they'll put, exactly. It put him like step out of line. This will you'll be exposed. And the comic was lack for a better tor- a better term, uh, porn and graphic. It was very violent in the comics. It was very. Mm. I would not say there was like I can't remember. There was like graphic nudity, but the su- sexual suggestions yeah. and all that stuff. The how they placed the the heroes and or the the sexual positions and stuff like that. That was like whoa, what the that caught me off guard. Granted, I did read this as an adult, but growing up reading like DC Marvel, some image yeah. comics, and you read something like this, you're not used to that. Correct. It was so graphic in the comics that this last season, the boys came the closest to what yes. they would do in the comics. And even uh, the animated series Diabolical that they did, which was graphic in itself, was pale in comparison to what they would do in the comics. Infamously, there was one scene in the comics where Huey, because in the boys, the main cast have a powered down version of the V, 
and Huey mm-hmm. punches a fist through one guy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the guy was holding a, a, like a hamster or a gerbil in his butt. And then Huey adopts the der- gerbil or hamster and raises it as his own pet. And it was all by yeah, accident. Well, well the, the, he does that in season three when Huey gets the powers. Yeah, well, no, the, but so, it's different. It's different. Well, of, course, of course it's different, but it's similar in the sense he does punch a guy straight through. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, so, but not through the head. In the comic, Huey was influenced like in the ultimate uh, Marvel edition, Nick Fury was influenced by Sam Jackson, which mm-hmm. later on became Sam, uh, this real Sam Jackson to be in the movies. Sure. Here you have Simon Pegg was the influence for Huey. He's in the series, but not as Huey. He's actually Huey's father. All-star cast in, well, not necessarily all-star cast, but you have Carl Urban from Star Trek and from Judge Dredd. And he didn't, he would made a Marvel and Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. You have here also, I can't remember the, the, the Asian girl's name, the, 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 uh, they call her the female, the female. The, well, the she's company. also in from suicide squad, the first one. And then you have Quaid, who is the son of who's playing Huey. He's the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid mother's milk who. I don't remember seeing him in anything else. What I like about him is very Afrocentric. His shirts, I don't remember how much it is in like in the comic. Again, it's been a while since I do have him in my boxes, so <laughs> deep in my comic book boxes. But you know, he's wearing like a Public Enemy T-shirt. He's running Run the DMCs. Yeah, and then you have um, uh, the Frenchman, the Justice League parody or spinoff, Homelander representing Superman, Noir representing Batman in a way the deep who's representing aquaman a train representing the flash mave is wonder woman at the end of season three you have a captain america character spinoff you have the wonder twins in season three Mm -hmm. from the super friends cartoon era i would think in like in season two there was like a green lantern kind of guy he had a lantern but wasn't green lantern one like that but he had like a power that came from a lantern in the comics he was more like that torch lighter i think he was or torchlight mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh in the comics they killed off his character and then came back like as a kind of zombie like character but in the show he did come back in season two everybody thought he was dead in season one so the guy who played him was well he's he's a twin so i can't remember <laughs> which one he is because he and his brother were either on Smallville as Jimmy Olsen or X-Men as Iceman. Oh, then you have the from the first series, the first season, the visible guy. Who did he represent from the Justice League? Oh, Martian Manhunter, I will say, because Martian Manhunter can go invisible. Okay. That's the closest I can think of. But the first season was awesome. I liked it. The second season I had trouble with, and I loved the third season. What about you? I can I can agree with that. I, I like first season. It came out with a bang. Season two was good. I, I don't get me wrong. I I did enjoy it, but there were, there was highs and lows to it. It was just felt mm-hmm. like this is just good mm-hmm. through. Season three came out swinging for me. It's like when you're watching a fight, you see like oh okay he came in with a jab, then he did a feint, and then he came in with a hook, and I'm like mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> right also we forgot starlight who does she represent in the justice league black uh, lightning <laughs> yeah you could go with that the interesting thing about starlight and tui in essence they are us the audience witnessing mm-hmm. everything they're the innocence and us reckon uh and purity of recognizing everything that is really 
the derogatory, the gross, the stuff that's really going on behind closed doors, and their reactions are technically our reactions when you look right. at it that way. So if you want to give like a that category to somebody, you can give that to Starlight too. You're right, because you have like Huey where he gets involved because his girlfriend he was about to propose to, I believe, gets killed by A-Train accidentally. Yeah. And then Huey's like on a like on a revenge kick. And through that, he meets Butcher. Originally, he's not on a revenge kick. He's more like in uh, shock. And and then he gets... Well, no. And Butcher is the one that pushes him to that revenge kick, to be honest. Because everybody's okay. like, just accept it. Just, you know, take the money. Do this. Do that. But, and, and, then, no, no. and then Butcher's like, you don't want the money. You don't want any, uh, mm. like, a, you know, a simple apology. You want revenge. You want this. You want to make him mm. feel the, the sensation you're feeling. The loss. That's why I liked season one so much was the manipulation by Butcher. Well, not just that. It's just that you are introduced to this world that we're not used to, especially with all the drowning or drenching of Marvel and DC films that we've been getting through movies and then the television spinoffs, what have you. Mm -hmm. And then this comes off and gives you a different spin on the genre in film form or television media form and it is it is refreshing because it's nice to see something different or a different curve and for me it was it was more in a sense of who watches the watchman and so you have this group and this you know because butcher has his own stake on it yeah everyone that's counter the seven because that's the group of the heroes name they all have their own reason why they're against these heroes you know you have butcher against homelander eminem our mother's milk is against Soldier Boy. Huey's against A Train at first. That was the main thing, and then I guess the corporation as itself. Yeah, which was really cool. I like that sense where they're just a the seven is just a product, and they've been of, called that right. They show that especially in season three. I couldn't help but see the similarities of what we're dealing today with the division of the U.S. This country, you're a Republican, you're Democrat, you're liberal, you're right wing. You're oh, season three. Season yeah, three. so strong in that stuff. You're pro Trump, you're anti Trump, you're pro Biden, anti like that, especially the last scene of the last yeah. episode of Caesar where Homelander kills a protester and it falls into that line where Trump has said several times. Or he said it once, I guess, and then they replayed it several times. I can shoot someone in Fifth Avenue and my supporters would not leave me. Yeah. And they did that and they showed it and then they cheered for him. And Homelander is like, wow. And he was like Trump, Homelander. And it says, what's my poll numbers? This is very big in season three where you see that where Starlight was getting higher numbers than him and he was getting furious. His ego is getting shattered and seeing that whatever he did that would scare people or got his um pr people concerned the fans loved it they ate it up and his poll numbers went up again yeah it's showing that corruption is a good thing it gets people's attention your followers will stay with you regardless well, it's, that, it's the argument of the toxic fandom you know like you can have a toxic mm -hmm. fandom and still be like on in popular or whatnot all the fandoms that we enjoy there's toxicity in there 
Star Wars uh, when right you're the, exactly yep yeah honestly we've given a lot of hate ourselves to a lot of Star Wars products that came out um, <laughs> where, where other ads where others love it and we no matter it. what there's a difference between being critical and then there's a difference between between toxic and there is that aspect there um, mm-hmm. it happens in Marvel it happens in DC Justice mm-hmm. League with Zack Snyder there was a, the oh. Zack Snyder fandom yeah. that was extremely toxic and uh, for the and longest debate said, like Star Wars and Zack was like up and up just announced that Ben Affleck's going to be in Aquaman 2 reprising his role as Batman I'm okay with that and I know there are people that are not okay with that I'm not there you go the reason why I'm not okay with that is because people think Ben Affleck is great as a Batman, but he's not. If you look at the film again, he doesn't capture Bruce Wayne in any, or Batman in, well, maybe Batman, but not in any Bruce Wayne persona was presented through the years, through comics, through movies. It was as if he was not have a secret identity. It's like you kind of knew he wasn't being secretive. He wasn't, it was just, I'm sorry, but that's just me. As mm-hmm. Batman himself, I mean, I would dare argue that, that's the script, not. Ben Affleck, because like the script called for him just to show up at uh, Flash's door without cape and cowl. Right. But like the thing is like Bruce wouldn't expose himself so easily. Oh, I agree. Especially in the beginning of mm-hmm. like forming the, the Justice League. But that's uh, on the writers. You know, I understand. And they're wrong for it. And of course, an actor has a, a job to do. He has to do what's being told, what's on the pages. But I just felt like he, Ben Affleck, missed a point a lot of times of the character batman himself okay not so bad but as bruce wayne i know i know we're going off tangent we're going off our topic here but again when he meets Marsha manhunter in the Zack snyder cut and he's like he wakes up and he's just like he's like just okay that someone just knocked on his door saying that he's batman yeah no security no warning no like Mm -hmm. perimeter breach and he's like and you are okay bruce i know was like, why are you here, Martian Manhunter? Like he would know or know his name, John Jones. Like he exactly. would know everything. Like and he then would call him there. out by like, I got a box of matches with your name on it or something like that. Yes, I agree. Bruce Wayne was yeah. Batman Bruce was always ten steps ahead, and here he was like, "What's up, dude?" Like he couldn't be bothered. I was like, "Like why are you waking me up at the crack of dawn?" Exactly. When he I was like, "I'm just going to bed. I just had a long night. Come on." He also like, you would not have your windows all. Sh- if the sun is coming up and you need your sleep, your sun does, your your windows will not be uncovered. But that's why I'm glad that he, Ben Affleck, didn't do his own Batman film. Because if he was using that as his lead, as his influence, it would have been a, a crap show. Fair. That's how I see it. But let's go back into the boys. Now, season three, like you said, kicker, it, it came off, like you said, with a, a melee. It caught me off guard when mm. the Ant-Man parody character <laughs> went, into, went yes. inside the guy. Mm. And I was like, oh, they're going here right now so soon. They're going right where the book is. And then it's, they kept going with more home runs. I do have a little thing with the V. It makes sense. I mean, granted, when the boys were originally written is different here they have more time to hash out some more details to hash out some here's and there's and i do like how they approach it because in the comic v was administered by pill it wasn't injected uh depend uh depends uh when they well, gave- butcher had the butcher had pills i believe butcher no i had an injection i believe 
Oh man, I can't remember. I thought I remember him taking a pill. I, Sorry. I, I, I want to say he injected Huey like before Huey had a chance to say no. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It's been, been a, it's I, been a hot minute. Okay, um, I, just, I thought it was a pill, and then he would take it. Granted, now we see here when when is since the V in this show is not FDA approved, there are severe side effects. Correct, and brain their brain <laughs> leaking out of the ears and nose is like. Ugh kind of gross do you remember your favorite moment of season one the intro scene the very first scene oh my god uh, the a train uh, and his uh, we oh. talked about it the reason why it's my favorite moment is because it's slightly different from the comic but it captured what the comic was in such a short period of time because it was like this mundane moment this really basic moment mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. like it goes freeze frame or like super slow-mo and then mm -hmm. you don't see what happened to the girlfriend. You just mm -hmm. see this splatter of blood that's coming across. And then you it pans out. And then you see like bits and parts of the girlfriend as it's flying in the air and whatnot. And right. so that was a moment that like hooks me, captured me, and got me. And right. uh, on that season. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's different than like in say Invincible. Where it show. waited till the end. Way to the end, right? It, 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 like I said before, when Kim watched it, and she was like, uh. and then the episode epilogue scene, and she's like, "What? Wait, what? What?" It's like it just flipped the switch. What you thought you knew got flipped over to his head. And here, yes, you get it pretty much right away that this is not your normal superhero show. Even though you and I were kind of like expecting something like that to see it happen still surprising and still shocking absolutely for me it was more where they capture well it deals with the the invisible dude the translucent where are, he, are you talking about with huey and the grenade both in the sense of uh, where they capture him in the shop oh uh, how they capture him yes right that was, right. A, that was also him. a good moment too that was and then that yes where the guy is pushing his buttons calling his bluff blah 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 and huey being that timid person, not afraid to speak his mind, afraid to shout, if you mm -hmm. will, he lets it, lets go and then kills Translucent. What about season two for you? Homelander, the he kidnapped his son. Oh, and then they kidnapped. Wait, a minute. Oh. wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, not ahead. that one. Oh, oh, I got another one for season one. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. You can revise. Well, I mean, it was showing how mental Homelander was. Oh, he kills the one he loves. Or he thinks he loves, yeah, yeah. Right, and played by Elizabeth Shue, right. She was using her sexuality, her motherly approach. Because remember, Homelander was pretty much a test tube baby. Yeah. Didn't have real parents. So she was kind of feeling that. And he had this thing with, this weird obsession with milk, regardless of where it came from. Yeah. Breast milk, cow milk, whatever. It was just, he had this obsession. But when he sees that she portrayed him, and the way he just takes her out, I was like, and I was kind of like saddened because I was hoping that she'll be make it, make it for the next season, but no. Nope. They kind of did bring her in the second season. Well, yeah, and that was also mental too. That was a little, ah, that was a little weird. Yes, there was a lot of weird. That's a little in weirdness. The second season is, is that one of your favorite moments? A little no, that, that that's not one of my favorite moments. I appreciate it because it was just emphasizing how mental Homelander is. But mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Homelander, it was like it was when they try to retake a Homelander's son. His well, baby let's was before that, killed. before that, for those who have not seen the boys, and yes, spoilers. The reason why Butcher 
it has such a hard on for Homelander is that Homelander believes, not Homelander, Butcher believes that Homelander killed his wife and she used to work for Vault. Then he finds out she was violated sexually by Homelander. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to find out, one, she's alive, actually, and there's a son Correct. from the interaction with her and Homelander. In the comics, it's the same thing there, but the mm-hmm. son actually, in the womb, burst out from his wife while they were in bed mm-hmm. and Butcher killed the son there. Right. Then in season two, the son and the mother are protected uh, by an organization, I think it's by Vault. Yeah, they, they have it. Vault. vault. Uh, I keep saying Vault. Vault to keep Homelander uh, not knowing. But granted, Homelander finds out. Butcher finds out. The son kills his mother accidentally. The, he was the, trying the, to the, save his mom, and he ended up killing her in the process. Right, and then and the Nazi girl gets Handy destroyed. <laughs> well, yeah, if you get yeah, she, she survives. She pretty much she survives, survives but, but I know, but still, like, yeah, no legs, one arm, scarred face. Yeah, for me, real quick, I like the finding out that the detectiveness of this of season two were finding out who she was. Mm-hmm. I, what was her name again? Stormfront, a guy like in the, the comics. She was a Nazi sympathizer, a right hand to Hitler. Or left hand to Hitler that she covered up because you know she doesn't age. Try to coerce Homelander, and it was working. They just covered up in front of people. But the fight with her and the girl and Starlight that was a re- that was cool. That was one of my. I guess I'm trying to remember the whole season. It's kind of hard to to remember uh, that where all the female characters are actually Maeve, uh, the female mm-hmm, Starlight, mm-hmm. all fighting Stormfront. I also do like the one where Homelander comes to the house and he's like where's that's my what, son that's what i was talking about so that that was the moment i, was, I liked where he goes where's my son because he, he heard just, he's like what did he say he's like butcher and, and he closes the door and the guy is uh, i forget what the guy says he, he yeah. or, and he, he just lays them in half and yeah, then he comes back out the door and he's covered head to toe in blood that was a good moment there was small good moments in season two but that uh nice. and, and then the other good moment in season two was the court scene where like they're taking vat to court and then all of a sudden heads start popping like is a uh, like a new right. year's day uh parade and yeah uh, you don't like what the hell is going on then we find out it's the politician but we don't learn that until yeah the yeah. very very end end episode, mm-hmm. part of the episode season three so many good scenes not necessarily hero gasm but what happened at Hero Gasm? But Hero Gasm remind me that was just like that that, straight from the book. They watered like, it down, but yes, it's from the book. But uh, the fight scene between Homelander, Soldier Boy, Huey, and Butcher at Hero Gasm. That fight, mm-hmm. I was like, ho oh, oh, ho, yes, they they were. Now, it was a good fight. Just real quick about his powers. In a sense of... It's not like how it was in the comics. All right. Because he opens up, he throws his beam. A lot of it, it damages the, the heroes or villains, whoever's at, whoever he hits, but also depowers them. And I was just wondering, does he take those powers? Because if he did, wow, he would have been... He would have been definitely overpowered. I don't think he... No. It, it, I think it's more like a recharge. You know, like, um, think of like the Superman solar flare. Let's go of all his solar energy at one uh, moment. He becomes mm-hmm. almost human at that 
moment and and then a day or two later he's back on full charge yeah but uh, not soldier boy though no soldier boy in the comics soldier boy was like captain america but amped up mm-hmm. and then and in actuality in the comics soldier boy doesn't live from the old time to now there's different versions mm-hmm. of soldier boy over the years because mm-hmm. there was just other people taking the mantles or clones right, right. here it's the same guy and i think it's just that his powers just evolved because he was constantly being experimented on sorry to cut you off that reminded yeah. me of captain america of course yeah but also winter soldier i uh, know i got the captain america winter soldier and a little bit of havoc because that was like seeing the chest irradiate oh, yeah. like that i'm thinking havoc from x-men uh, mm-hmm. And he just mm-hmm. explodes. Um, well, what I'm talking, what I'm talking about, in the sense of like they're always like experimenting on him and stuff like that. That was something more like uh, Winter Soldier to test his limits and stuff like that. And again, the chi- uh, the, the chamber to freeze him. And granted, they didn't use him. I don't think they used him periodically like Winter Soldier, but they kept him frozen like Winter Soldier and Captain America. And he can't help it. Like the the helmet's very similar to yeah. Captain America He's and the shield clearly uh, designed after it. And it was even like that in the comics. He was, he was red, white, and blue with like a shield and like fins mm-hmm. on his head. Like he looked like Captain America, but here he looked uh, cool. Yeah. There was the same guy from Smallville and from Supernaturals. Jensen, Jensen Eccles. Yes. He did a great job. Wow. I loved his character head to toe as uh, when they yeah. brought him in the cockiness from the youthful version of him mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. now and like just how gritty he was oh it was fantastic let me just say this also season two in comparison to season one and season two i mean sorry season three in comparison to season one and season two you have more i would say a-list stars showing up in this season they had seth green show up they had other uh seth rogan seth rogan um uh yeah seth green didn't show seth rogan yeah no Uh, charlie's theron Yes, uh, the opening that caught me episode. off guard. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait a minute!" She just did Doctor Strange, and now she's in this. Now, granted, it was for a movie, and she was playing Stormfront, yeah. the movie version. You have Paul Reiser, who's like getting his second win from doing uh, Stranger Things, and you have so who else was on there? Yeah, Seth Rogen. We said, and there was Pat, another. I'm sure Pat Oswalt was on there. He's on all of them. I think he was. Was he? He probably yes, was. He was. He was. I think he. He yes, he made an appearance. A cameo mm-hmm. on that one too. And I was like, this mother freaker. He's like in everything. But it was just like, wow, this is like really amping up with cameos or Easter eggs in that sense. Oh, you have the girl who was his love interest or that he thought was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name though. Yeah, but she's from The Walking Dead. Oh, was that Carl's mom? No, she had a sister that died, I think, in the first season. Uh, Okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Right, and then she was left in a room with a, with a, a zombie. and Jennifer Esposito, she played one of the uh, law enforcement officers, but that was season two. Well, Esposito, mm-hmm. he's in season, he makes an appearance in season two and season three. Badass. His, the, his No, the gentleman, the CEO. Oh, I said Jennifer Esposito. And you uh, kept saying Esposito. I'm thinking. Well, no, yeah, right. But that's I'm so saying that he's his name is I think his name is Esposito as well. The the guy from um, uh, Breaking Bad, Esposito. uh, Oh wait, they both have the same name. Name. Oh, I mean it's common. My bads. (laughs) They did have both the same name. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like pick a scene from season three that you liked. I I named one the fight scene. I mean, there was yeah, a lot I, of other I, good scenes I loved about uh, that season. Herogasm was cool in that fight scene. I mean, 
I mean, mother's milk, he was just becoming delusional where he thinks he can take people down, superpower people down where he has none. He was so obsessed and so focused trying to take down uh, Soldier Boy that I was like, dude, you're not going to be able to do that. Well, I mean, he, arguably he was still functional in the sense that he knew a like uh, to like help people over like helping, you know, trying to get his revenge. But like mm-hmm. it, it's it's a thing that is a trauma that is based on his life. It, it's like the, it's no, like I know. the butcher complex. Butcher has that same complex, but where a butcher will be willing to sacrifice almost anything in order to right. accomplish that goal. Right. Um, and there's only like a handful of things, like literally a handful of things that right. might not let him do that. When Maeve and Homelander went to town, that fight scene was pretty badass. And I, and I also was enjoyed ho- the moment that led up to that. But I was hoping at one moment that I guess I couldn't because I guess maybe it's a copyright infringement, but I was hoping that she would do the Wonder Woman braces, braces bang. True. I was hoping. To but she did, do some- the, she did do the deflect with the bracelets. Right. So I was hoping if she could do that, she could have done something similar. And that would have been awesome because like, come on, come on, do it, do it. And even though I do like that fight scene, when Homelander takes out her eye and I'm like, just do this just lean your because she was he didn't grab her head she she was holding her his hands and he was able to put his thumb in her eye and all she had to do was move her head out of the way i was like because she wasn't like her back was not against a wall yeah she was not on the floor i was like really i mean i guess she had to lose an eye to make it more serious moment but she also did that one move that was like I was like, I was didn't anticipate she hit him in the balls. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Oh, this is what I want to talk about real quick. So a little behind the scenes, I found out. So when um, Soldier Boy Eccles, yeah, find out that he was getting the role, he started hitting the gym to get this. yes, and he to get pumped up to get muscular and all this stuff. And, and he, then, he didn't get in shape. He got. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, he, he was in he, shape before, but he got right. like a little bit more jacked up. Right, but not as he would, you know, if he was told to stop, because <laughs> he was like, "I'm getting jacked up. I'm killing myself." I guess the guy who plays Homelander it was like, "Was it him that told him?" I think it was him that told him. It was like, yeah. "Why you're wearing a muscle sh- a suit?" And he was like, "Fuck me." All right, so he was like, <laughs> and he stopped, and they showed it in a way where Homelander is naked, and he's a scrawny guy. Yeah. And he wears a muscle suit, which makes sense to me. If you're enhanced, you don't need big muscles. It's right there. Granted, yes, it shows and, and physically appealing. Again, if you're enhanced, if you can fly, if you have super strength, you don't necessarily have to have big muscles. And especially if you're wearing a costume that has that to show off to intimidate. He had some shape. Yes, he was in shape, but it wasn't like if he kept on going, he would have been probably more ripped, like more dense. MCU shape. Right. And I think that's what he was trying to initially go for. And he was like, no, nah, man, it's not like that. There's so many good scenes in this. You, you have the thing with Frenchie and his backstory. That was good. Yeah. Yes. Then the girl. So she took a permanent serum to get her powers back because she wanted to protect her family. She did. Correct. So how come the permanent solution was not available for butcher or huey whoever took it why wasn't that option for them well here's the thing like uh remember the female was an experiment to see uh and that was also part of season two where they had the insane asylum the idea was 
what happens if you introduce V to adults and not to infants? Remember, they had failures. So the likelihood of success was more receptive to introducing compound V to an infant than it would be to an adult. And the failure could range anywhere from, yeah, you had severe pain to it was uh, no powers to Mm -hmm. you literally explode. Like, that's why, like, I was kind of interested what happened with the politician's daughter because she injected Mm -hmm. her own daughter. But you never never see her afterwards. Correct. And I'm that like, is true. And I'm like, she didn't make it sound like her daughter had negative anything happened negatively to her daughter. But I'm like, girl, oh, what happened minute. to your daughter? The daughter had powers, right? No, she didn't. She injected her with compound V. No, but wait a minute, hold up. I thought for some reason I thought she said to her she stepfather. Said to, she, she's no, she, no. I, and for those who are listening, watching, let me know, let us know if I was, I'm correct or wrong, because I thought she said, shh, she found out she can kill me. And this was before the, 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 the injection. So I already thought she was superhuman. No. She said that to, because when to she Esposito. told, she, uh, she told her daughter and on the bed, she, I remember she told her daughter, she's like, this is to make you strong. You know, and, and, and uh, so you can be uh, like us or something like that. Okay. I may have to see that scene again because, or that ta- the conversation, because I it, thought she was talking about her. Like if she heard something, like she'll rip me apart or something like that. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, well, I don't, I don't remember, remember that part. Yeah. I will say that th- that was another thing about the boys that I did love. So you have your main storyline that everybody focuses on, but there's sub stories right. that are happening that are mm-hmm. arguably just as compelling and just oh as my good. god yes. yeah so like that part where uh, you and i are going back and forth that's a sub story and, mm-hmm. and now we're like holy shit what oh, now we gotta rewatch that and like see that mm-hmm. just because of that so the boys is threaded with all that stuff and intrigue i dare say the show the boys is arguably better than the book at this stage where at first yes. season one people will say the book is better than the show mm-hmm. yes you had more to expand but by season three, I am citing to the show because I am more intrigued about what's Vod American doing, what's what's happening right. with the side characters, what's happening with uh, Homelander. Will they bring back Soldier Boy? I hope they bring back Soldier Boy because tension ankles, you killed it. He did a great job, but he, but Soldier Boy is such a threat right now in a sense of everyone because since he can just like Winter Soldier, he can snap if he hears a certain song. Yeah, he has, a, he has, they call it out, he has PTSD. Not just that, but it's like when Winter Soldier hears these commands, well, now he's trained to not to be overpowered by that or controlled by that. Soldier Boy doesn't doesn't have that. He hasn't known. He blanks out. Yeah, he triggers. He gets triggered by a certain Russian song or maybe any Russian song that he hears during his, his ex- experimental days. So he's still a threat. If they bring him back, I definitely do welcome it. Unlike the book, the book is dated. It is. Where the show now is is catching up to current the current events of what we're dealing with. Like we said earlier, the division of the U.S. So that's great because it's gone now a different direction, just like Invincible. Invincible, when it was originally created, great story, but it was limited mm-hmm. in one aspect. And now that show itself has spawned off to its own thing, which is awesome as well. And what's going to happen here with now that everyone well not everyone but there's a great amount of people supporting homelander seeing 
his son or his son seeing that his kind is being accepted or a certain amount of his or certain people accept his kind, regardless of what, how bad you are, you'll still be accepted. You don't have to hide your powers. You don't have to be afraid. And then you have the head popper mm -hmm. now being uh, nominated as vice president and what she's going to do and, you know, behind the scenes and in that aspect, the, the strings that she can pull or stuff that can happen. So season four is looking very exciting. And season four is going to have a time crunch because of what happened with Butcher. Possibly. Mm -hmm. I remember did. this is different. Yes. He, yeah. he is told 10 months and granted, he's not going to tell them. So he may or may not, uh, he may live, he may not maybe call urban once he's like, you know what? I'm good. Four years, four seasons. I'm done. But you know, things can happen. You know, he can find, they can find a cure. They can, I mean, it is, or they, the can, or they could kill him off or season four could be the, could be the it, mm -hmm. or he may take a permanent compound. Right. So now he'll be always super powered. Maybe I got to, I got to reread the books. I got so many books got to reread for all the shows coming out. I mean, it, it's close to the book, but it's so far left from the book at the same time. The no, whole aspect of the sun alone, that to me, the sun is a credible threat just as much as Homelander. When we see the end and the sun is smiling or yep. starting to smile, that reminded me of the, um, what's that movie that came out? If Superman became bad, right? It was, Yes. And I, that's I, really I, I never saw that movie, by the way. Very good. I saw it. I had a terrible time viewing it because we had someone high in the audience laughing at almost every scene that should have been serious. Gotcha. So you couldn't take the movie serious. So it was like that because he was kept laughing. It was like, I was like, shut the F up, dude. But it was a good story. Again, it's just like, what if Superman became bad? It's pretty much almost piece to page copy of Kal-El's origin story. Mm -hmm. It just flips it over. But there could be a part two, and then we call it. Uh, yeah, like as a person yeah, like a teenager. What 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 happens to the world afterwards? Well, the, the, well, the, the way that ends is like he's already a threat. He's known. But like who can counter him? Who can defeat him? Who can save the day? Who can save the world? So that would be kind of cool to see. But that's that's how they leave it. That's what it reminded me of. I mean, season three was far better than I anticipated. It mirrored many points of the of the comic book, took a left turn, a sharp left turn in a different direction, which is, again, totally welcomed. It still sure. honors the original source. And I'm okay with that. I know people are like, what's going too crazy? Is oh, This isn't how it is. If it honors it, I don't mind. Uh, before we finish this up, just a quick question. Was there any... And we'll just we'll say out of all three, you don't have to pick one for each. Was there any one scene or moment that you were like, I wasn't a big fan of that? Stormfront. Which, which part? Uh, the the just, whole just the whole thing in just her whole, bed. No, no, just the whole thing from the, all the seasons. I would. I mean, yes, she was needed to push along the Homelander story, but overall, was she needed because he was going that direction anyway. He was. I think the, the biggest point for Stormfront for me was when she was trying to chase down uh, Yumiko. That was her name. Yeah, the, there we go. Yumiko. We go. Finally. <laughs> Yumi, uh, she was chasing down Yumi, Yumiko's uh, sibling, and mm -hmm. she was killing everybody in the hotel, uh, uh, the apartment building, because they mm -hmm. were of ethnicity in the process to kill Yumiko's mm -hmm. uh, sibling. That was Stormfront's 
highest moment but everything else was seemed a little bit forced or mundane yeah yeah i, I can um, i can agree with that i um, i do like i felt like out i I'm felt sorry. like I, well i'm just gonna say i felt like yeah. black noir like we had all this hype lead up and whatnot and then all of a sudden that was it for black noir and i was like but i liked it i liked his backstory i liked it and i hated it at the same time because i was like oh we got all this and this is all that happened but at the same time, I'm like, it kind of fits. And it shows like, you know, like, even though he's a killer, he's very fragile. In season three, we were able to understand him more where he's seeing cartoon characters where we see nothing if we're around him. But he is, he is seeing other things. Yep. It's a coping mechanism because like, right. he well, he's, literally he's, had trauma. Well, yeah, he's dealing with PS, uh, PTSD and every, every day. And his, his brain mind. is... Well, yes, this well, yes, from that explosion from from back in the day, you had that. Oh, the deep also in season. season it was two? funny. He season three. Season three. Oh, yeah. with the octopus. The octopus, and he's because it, it goes into that line where Aquaman's has sex with his fish. Yeah, they, they always go to that meme. They 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 talked about it in season one. No, but um. But it was him and Peacemaker, the dolphin. Peacemaker. Oh yeah, they did talk about the MPs. They brought that up at the uh, end of season one, and here the, he's actually doing it. Found out funny though, where the late his wife tried because that's his fetish, and she's like, "Nope, I'm done. Nope, nope I'm out." <laughs> and then she writes a book. I mean, I wish that Black Noir wasn't taken out. It would have been nice to see like Black Noir. I mean, technically, they possibly could bring him back because they haven't even gone into cloning yet. That I was mean, the thing in the him. comics. Right, but he's like totally done. Uh, <laughs> all right, ratings real quick. So, I mean, I think we know worth the watch. Yes. Yes. Not worth for the, the kids. Own? <laughs> not for the kids. Yes. Oh. This show is absolutely not for children. Definitely not. This is definitely an adult theme. And that's the uh, crazy part about it because I know Invincible is a cartoon, but that's definitely not for kids. Mm -hmm. This is a show about superheroes. Just know that for those who are have not who are listening, watching, have not seen the show, and you want to watch it. I mean, if you want to watch it and you're under the age, don't let your parents know. <laughs> you didn't hear it from us, but I'm just saying. What's good about the the whole show that they do is deal with certain topics of dealing because I think season one was about drug use. It was right, and I would say season two will be about what um, uh, racism, and then. Season three would be about media, politicians, politics. Yeah. In media. Yeah. You can argue like how that. Media, yeah. Like how media switches or flips the tail. Like their news station was very foxy. Well, like right? technically like all Fox three, news. all three seasons is about media, but like the politics behind it and like the divide, the social politics is where I would go with that because they do. Right. The or no, yes. Or social media, because again, you have starlight I'm using like her her Instagram or her Twitter account to expose what's going on. True. So that's again, there you go. You have that in season three. And you have where Seth Rogen is they're like doing the OnlyFans. Yep. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know if it's intentional, but if they're trying to get those points across, yeah, it's definitely hidden. Would you say this is a own if Amazon went out of business and you could buy this on DVD? Yes absolutely I but i will definitely wait for season four for the box set <laughs> for, for the box set yeah fair enough that's, that's it. guys that'll be it for us thank you so much for joining us today on our series review of the 
boys. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Don. Love you, bro. Love you, bro.